This time, Formula One is in France at the Paul Ricard circuit. A test track by nature, will it test the drivers and the power units? And will our eyes cope with the multicoloured lines around the outside of the circuit? I'm Andrew Elliott, I'm here with my good friend David Proud, and we'd like to welcome you to this special presentation of the Tired and Exhausted podcast. If you like what you hear, please share us with your friends and family and anyone who loves Formula One. It's great to have you with us. We're in uh, we're in a new well, not really a new venue but it's a it's a new a new room isn't it? New room. So yeah, different hopefully, acoustics. Yeah, to, we're in we're in my living room today and it's uh, it's got a vaulted ceiling. Um, so it's beautiful, but it might be a bit echoey. Yeah, I'll see, if I, I'll, I'll see if I can alter that post processing. But hopefully, it won't be too bad for everyone. Yeah, and the reason why we're here as well is that we are planning to hopefully film one of these, and it, this provides us with a nice. Uh, podcast space doesn't it yeah yeah we're not quite joe rogan but um but we're, we're getting yeah. there we've got aspirations to be yeah um so um france the um paul ricard what do you, what do you think of the track to, to begin with um, what are you, what are your i know exactly what you think of the track and i think i i completely agree um what what do you think of the track, Andy? Well, I don't mind it. I just don't like the lines around the outside. It, <laughs> You're it, completely right. It just it it makes it hard to to, to watch on TV, particularly yeah. when you've got like helicopter views and they're moving quite quickly. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't mind the actual layout. I just wish. I mean, I can I understand why they have it because it's a test track, isn't it? It's not designed to be um, exclusively a Formula One track. You know, they test all sorts of cars around Paul Ricard um, so it's got all sorts of different corners and they've got the you know the, the, the kind of the rumble strips that slow you down yeah. and stuff and it's not really designed to be to be filmed it's just designed to, to do the job so it's functional it just doesn't look very pretty no it really doesn't I prefer like I prefer you know whether it's I mean you know you're never going to get Monaco everywhere <laughs> where you've got like <laughs> you know, the, the, the marina and the yeah. tunnel and all that kind of stuff but I, I, I quite like grass. You know, I, see, I like seeing grass yeah. around the outside. And it's like spa. Spa looks great because it's like in the middle of a forest. You're not going to get that anywhere either. But you could have, you could at least have astroturf or something, and then that would deter the drivers from going off as well. Yeah, I, I, it's it's not my favourite one, I have to say. And there was slightly less leaving of the track this week, which was good. There was, there was. Um, I think it's probably a bit easier to see track limits than, well, got than last blue time. lines and yeah so they probably like the, the lines because you can clearly see where the uh, track ends yeah um mercedes were were a bit better yeah this week they seem so up and down don't they and mclaren and mclaren they've both done okay. tweaks and yep. i think it's safe to say that both have seen moderate results would you say or? yeah i would i would i mean we can we can go into the results in a bit but yeah they they you know from from Friday onwards, they both seemed to have made strides forward, um, yeah. which is which is good. Um, Ferrari still having having their you know their, their issues. Obviously, Science had to start at the back of the, yeah. the back of the grid, but he um, he was very quick. Definitely, yeah. I mean, a very very <laughs> fast car. Just as we discussed last time, a bit a bit unreliable. Um, yeah, is um, with quality. I have a um, I have a bit of an issue. And this is the use of uh, cars to slipstream. Um, 
I think the person who qualifies in pole should be the fastest driver, not the driver that's driven up the bum of his teammate. Okay, so there. If you, in order to do that though, um, you need to have. Okay, so you, you you need to have it so that only one driver drives around the track at once. Yeah, but you get what I mean. That I, I see what you're saying. I think it's I think it's impossible. So to regulate. Well, it's it, to, yeah. it, it you'd, you'd never be able to do it. So if you had, if you want to stop people towing, um, one you'd have to. So you you could say okay, only one car per manufacturer per constructor out on track at once. So mm. only one Mercedes, only one Ferrari, only one Haas. Yeah. Um, but you could still they could still do deals with their mates. Yeah, and they could still even if they're not doing doing a deal, you could still get a tow from someone just because yeah. you're timing it just perfectly and I know it's part of the tactics I so understand that and, and the only way to do it would be to have one would be to have one driver on the track at once yeah. so like some rally cars where they, there's you know you, you, you'll do like a circuit or a door you know from start to finish um, and they'll space the cars so far ahead so that you're not going to catch up to the one mm. you know afterwards um, you know that's the only the only way to do it but also think about all the other things that make a difference Track temperature, the weather, you know, the humidity, whether it rains or not, the wind, the amount of rubber that's on, the amount of rubber on the track. Yeah. yeah. So you, you're never going to, you know, sometimes track conditions improve and you need to be the last one crossing the line before, you know, yeah. before the, the checker flag. Um, sometimes you need to get out really quickly because it's just about to rain. So it's, it, there are so many different things that, that can kind of help to mix it up. And t- getting a toe is just one of them. But it was blatant. Yeah, Signs but... actually pulled to one side. Yep, of course he did. He did the bit he needed to do, and team, he pulled team, to one side. Team, team tactics. I just. I so think... would you, would you rather there were eight drivers in quali three as opposed to ten? Because what we saw, because because the toe was so good, uh, we had Mag- it was Magnussen, wasn't it? He was also starting yeah. back. Magnussen and Science um, went out, put stonking laps in a couple of times yeah. in quali three and in quali two. Um, Magnussen didn't bother in quality three because but he, his did, he didn't make it. But he did make it to quality three. But science still, you know, put in laps in in, in quality three. Normally, what happens when you start at the back of the grid, you want to save the engine, save the gearbox, yeah. um, save save the, the, the tires as well, because obviously you only get a certain amount of tires, and you don't bother going out. You might go out and put a sector time in, um, but you don't bother going out, and then you start from the back of the grid. Whereas this time, we saw more action, so you're actually seeing more driving and more racing than you would. Had toes been banned? See, I, I'm just a big wet lettuce, right? And Max Verstappen, let's just say, or Lewis Hamilton goes out there, does the fastest lap yep. on their own merits, yep. but doesn't get pole because any other driver was getting a toe from their teammate. Yep. That, to me, is cheating. Cheating? Yeah, I honestly, I, I, I feel like... It might be allowed cheating and it might be within the rules, but I think it's it borders on unsportsmanlike conduct for me. I have to because when you look at it, who was the fastest driver in on their own merits? That but it's not just on their own merits. They don't make the cars themselves. They don't make the tires. It's a team sport. But you get what I'm coming from. I, I 
a tiny bit, yeah. but I, 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 I just I think agree. You, you, oh, sorry, you can't like regulate it or anything like that. It's, it would be impossible I don't know. I, to. I generally don't know if I want to though, because I quite. Yeah. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. No. A toe. So it's actually quite. You know, actually watching the teams try and do it and try and do it well, because you you can screw it up quite easily, and it can you can hinder the guy behind. So it's not like a done deal. Okay. So so actually watching them do it and and do it successfully, I quite enjoy. Okay, let's use Mario Kart thing. Your Bowser, right? Yeah. You're smashing it, putting the best lap. I'm towed, right? And I'm being towed by Princess Peach. And I come in ahead of you. Would you not be slightly miffed that that your perfect lap time on your own merits was bested by by somebody? Um, I would. I, I might be upset if I had a teammate who was rubbish and couldn't give me a tow. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. But every, there are two cars in every single team. Yeah, and this is true. and every single team has the same opportunity to do what you know what science was doing for Leclerc. Yeah, every team has the opportunity to do that. It just, it just, I just don't like. It's it. not like Ferrari have two drivers <laughs> and, and and everyone else has one. This so, is true. So it's an unfair advantage. Every single team can do that. This is true. And we and we get to see more racing, get to see more drivers out on track. True. And it's impossible to get rid of it. Yeah. Just... Other than that, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm just too much of a wet lettuce. I'm just, I, just, I feel sorry for the person that's gone out there and smashed it on their own merits, and they get slightly. Beaten so why, why weren't why weren't Perez and Verstappen better? At, I have better no at idea. I mean, it's again, it's a team thing. They all have the same opportunity. I yeah. just, um, I don't know. You know, and and it was something that. Um, uh, Martin Brundle was saying last time, I think, in Austria, in that the Ferraris should be working as one and that they should be giving each other a toe on every other lap yeah. and letting the letting the guy behind use the DRS to get past yeah. and the lap afterwards, you use the DRS to get past and they'd actually be quicker that way um, and they'd be able to fend off people behind them. So I'm all for that. Yeah. A bit this more exciting, a bit more difficult to coordinate, particularly with like you know pit stops and stuff. But I just I'm I have a lot of empathy, and I just feel sorry for people far too easily. I don't, I don't feel sorry for any of the twenty drivers getting paid, paid millions, millions of pounds to do the best job in the entire world. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm I'm extremely envious of them all. Yeah. I don't feel that sorry for them. So what was I, mean, I feel sorry for. You know, on occasion when like Grosjean goes through an entire wall, oh, yeah, you know, like, when they're having accidents, but you know, or Sonoda like. Ending up upside down. Yeah, yeah. I feel feel very sorry for them when that happens. Yeah. Um, but on day to day things, if they just if, if if someone else's teammate gives them a toe, yeah, here's the world's smallest <laughs> violin coming out. So for you, what was the highlight of qualifying? Um, I to be honest, I, I quite I quite liked watching the Mercedes do okay actually, and. Um, uh, Lando Norris got, managed to split them, didn't he? he yeah, he didn't got he get in fifth. between? He got fifth. Yeah. So I, it was nice seeing Lando kind of break into the break into the top six. Yeah, um, he had a, he had a great he had a great lap, um, and he I mean even Ricardo didn't do too bad. No, did he? no. And Norris the next day was quite funny because he he just said, "Oh yeah, I think I just had an exceptionally good day yesterday," because <laughs> he couldn't really convert it to the to that as a you know a final yeah. race position. But um, it, it's nice to see a bit more pace. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if he can if he can split the Mercedes, you know, every other race, or they are doing really um, well. That's 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 a, a job that, a job well done. 
Um, but yeah, and I didn't think qualifying was qualifying was too bad. Um, but Alonso again, seventh. Yeah, he's he's doing really well. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing to see uh, see his uh, progress. Ricardo so he, didn't get into Q three, by the way. That's no, it. no. But um, because because we knew that sign, we were losing signs, um, and also Magnussen. He knew that getting into eleventh was technically like a higher position anyway, but it still would have been nice for him to get into Q3 on, on his own kind of merits rather than just because two people had oh, for sure. yeah. penalties. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still hoping he'll get there eventually. Yeah, um, he's, he's showing a little bit more confidence and form, has to be said. Yeah, so Charles Leclerc is now third uh, with, um, with the number of poles for Ferrari. Oh, wow. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, number six, Sebastian Vettel. We'll talk a bit more about him later. Um, uh, and then there's Alberto Ascari with 13. Um, so Vettel had 12, Ascari had 13, Felipe Massa 15, and Charles Leclerc just eclipsed him with 16 um, with that with that poll. Um, the top two, Nicky Lauda with 23. Oh. Um, and of course, Michael Schumacher with 58. Wow, that um, so, puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, another, uh, while we're talking stats, um, it was uh, Hamilton's 300th race. And there are only, a, only I think, is it half a dozen half a dozen people in uh, in history have ever gone past 300? Wow. Um, so uh, Schumacher and, Michael Schumacher and Jensen Button, both um, 306. Rubens Barrichello, 322. Fernando Alonso, 345. But going strong, and the yeah, and the top one is um, Kimi Raikkonen with three hundred and forty nine. Um, really? Lot, yeah, even even though he had he had time off, and obviously um, Alonso had you know had time off as well. Yeah. Um, interestingly, no driver has ever won past three hundred. I mean, there's only been like six drivers, yeah. so it's not it's not much to say. So they were they were they were making a bit of thing about it, saying, "Oh, you know, is is Hamilton ever going to win is, again?" Is young enough to to hang on till he wins and claim that. Well, yeah, and also you just need. I mean, both with, with, with Alonso as well. You just give you give him the right car and he'll win. Yeah. If you, if you stuck Alonso <laughs> in a Red Bull, he'd be winning races. Yeah. Um, His performance at the moment he, he is amazing. It hasn't tailed off at no, all, has it? He still in fact, wants it's it. got it's got better. I think in the last kind of year or couple. Of, you know, now he's yeah. got like a semi-competitive car. He seems to have got better, and and Hamilton's still on it. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and and you know you never know. Next year, the Mercedes might you know have a better car, and he'll be you know. I still want to see him win this year because I want him to win in every single All season. season. Um, yeah, you never know. Might might happen if the car's getting a little bit more. I mean, they're sneaking podiums. At the moment. They are. It, it just seems it seems up. The car seems up and down. I mean, they're, they're, what's what's interesting is their results are, are quite consistent. Yeah, but like in qualifying and the practice sessions. Some weeks they seem really good. Some weeks they seem rubbish. They still seem to manage to to get the the kind of the top top four, yeah. top five positions all the time, whether through you know luck or judgment. But you're going to get that through cars being better in certain tracks and anyway, certain yeah, fluctuations just, of it. It seems I, I I don't know what you think about this, but it seems that this year um, the the differences that the tracks make, and maybe this is the new regulations and. You know the new ground effect cars and and, and all sorts, um, but it seems to me that the tracks make more of a difference this season than they have in previous seasons. So you know, back you know the track obviously the tracks haven't really changed. You know, occasionally they make tweaks, but basically the tracks don't change. And some tracks will have 
uh, fast corners, you know, majority fast corners, and they they're great for me. They're great to watch, you know, the thing like Silverstone mm. Spa, that kind of thing. But they can they can kind of wear the tires down, certainly more than um, than slower slower corners, um, and so that can make a difference. If you know, so if your car isn't perhaps as good as t- tire management, you wear your tires out more on the on the you know with the faster corners. Um, Things like wheelbase can make a difference. If you've got like a long wheelbase car, you might struggle around some of the tighter, twistier tracks mm. like Monaco, um, and you'll get you'll get tracks that are more front tire limited and rear tire limited. So if your car is particularly hard on the front tires, some tracks will suit you better than others. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to make it never seemed to make that much difference. I mean, you always get the occasional track like like Singapore and Monaco would always be great for Red Bull and far better than Mercedes. Even though Mercedes is still one there, but you know that those, those tracks will be better for them. Uh, and the Mercedes would be, for example, better in, you know, on lots of the other kind of the faster tracks. Um, whereas this season, it, it cars seem to be going up and down. Yeah. You know, sometimes the Ferrari will be blisteringly fast and will be mullering the, and the Red Bull just can't catch up at all. And then and then the week later in the track that doesn't around. seem to be that different. Um, it will be completely different, and the same with the Mercedes. Sometimes you think, yeah, they've fixed all their problems now. They're they're looking really good, really quick. But that's good because it opens up the packs. So and then much. it just the the week after they'll be they'll be like midfield again. Um, it yeah, just it's good. Uh, do you is that yeah no no completely because it makes it really hard to make a prediction on oh, who's yeah. going to be. I mean, let alone the fact that engines seem to be blowing up and and drivers seem to be spooning it into the wall at times. Like yeah, so okay. it makes it really hard to make a firm you'd have to have a lot of data on like you say what the car's preferences are on to to even be able to make an educated guess as mm. to who's going to have the edge it's it's so tight though the margins like didn't we have this season like two people qualifying with exactly the same time in yeah one session? and last i think last race the top three were within a tenth of a second top, top three in qualifying i mean so you you do, the difference between absolute failure and glory is mm. so small. And we've, we've, we have knocked certain drivers. Well, I, I definitely have. But in fairness to people like Ricardo, the margin of error this season is very, very small. Very, very tiny. If you're just, you know, fractions of a second can can make all the difference. Yeah, I think it... it, it- it has done at the top, and I think the only thing you could probably say is that it's going to be a Ferrari or a Red Bull pretty much in every yeah. race. Um, you could you could predict that. Um, down the midfield, there tends to be. I mean, there's 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 quite a big difference between Lando Norris and yeah, Ricardo. yeah, it's true. Um, but like when you look at how close he's been when he has gone out in Q one to 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 get to qualifying into Q two. It's it's always you know he's he's always been like let's just say fifteenth or you know or eleventh he's he it's it, the margins I think is what I'm trying to say are, are very very tiny yeah. um, and it's difficult to know though because Norris probably sticks in a half decent lap and thinks I don't need to go out and put a blistering lap even though even though I'm going to go better in Q two and Q three yeah I know I'm going to get through on this so I'm not going to do any 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 better whereas Ricardo's Going there, putting lap after lap, and just can't get anywhere near. Yeah, so it's it's, it's, it's difficult to say. Uh, what are we drinking today? Coffee, because we're both we're both shattered. We're both absolutely <laughs> really so, strong black coffee. So tired. Uh, what 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 type though? I didn't ask you when you were making. Uh, this is from this is from Pact. 
um, PACT, uh, and uh, there are, I was introduced to them a, a few years ago by a friend of mine. You can you can go to, I think it's, I'm assuming it's like pack.com or yeah. pack.co.uk, and they'll send you um, different coffees every couple of weeks or every month right. or whatever, and you can just say, right, okay, I'll have a 250 gram bag once a fortnight or mm. once a week or, or whatever, and you can either say, right, okay, this is my these are my favourite type of beans. I think these are the uh, fruit and nut espresso, which is like their kind of their standard. It's really nice. It's yeah, really good, isn't it? Um, uh, or you can, like I do, they kind of send you different ones. So like every couple of weeks, you get like a slightly different, um, slightly different blend. Um, and you can, yeah, really good. Really, good. Um, that's, we don't nice. get anything for the for, for, for touting them, but they are, no, they no, are no. Good, yeah, as the as the coffee beans are available. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we, we have a, a history of talking about well, what I used we're to be, drinking I, on I used, this show. Yeah, and I used to be really, really fussy with my. Well, I still am really, really fussy with coffee, and there was. That's not a bad thing. No, no, I'm a bit of a coffee snob, and oh, uh, and also becoming a red wine snob. Yeah, that's your fault. That is. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Um, but I've, I've been a coffee snob for years, and I used to always get my coffee from uh, Monmouth Coffee in London because I just think that their standard. They do two sorts of. Well, they do. They do lots of. Um, oh, that was sorry. That sorry, was it. Yeah, was text message. They do uh, lots of different filter coffees, which are great. But they do two um, two espresso beans. One of them's organic. One of them's non-organic. The organic one um, is great with milk. So if you're having like cappuccinos, lattes, yeah, that, I, so I can't really drink nice. that coffee. But the their standard espresso is the best I've ever I've ever tasted. And you used to get that all the time just to drink, you know, like espresso shots or maybe americanos. Um, and that was the only thing I drink until I found packed coffee. And they they do some really really good stuff. So bearing in mind it's uh, eighteen minutes past eight in the evening. How we'll how, be up all night. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Two, two in the morning. Two in the morning with that stuff. That was, okay, that was cool. pretty 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 potent. It's worth it to do this podcast. Um, so. <laughs> Should we talk about the race? Yes, let's talk about the race because there's quite a lot to um, to uh, to get through with the race. Um, I mean, I, we've got to say it first: double podium for Mercedes. Yep. Yeah, really good. I mean, it's nice to see. Um, I mean, I, I I thought there was a chance of Hamilton getting second at Silverstone, but then with he was the, close. Wasn't he was he? close, but then with the safety car, it brought Perez right back. And know. we had a few safety car issues this one, didn't we? Hmm. Yeah, a few of yeah. them that kind of caused a little bit of upset, um, but I, it is really nice to see a double podium there. And like we were saying quite a few weeks ago, actually, you need Hamilton to feel like he's still got a dog in the game, and he's still got something to fight for. And I think with the the performance kind of edging up, I think it gives him that sense of feeling of okay, let's see what next season will bring I mean he's definitely if you look at his results he's definitely moving up slowly up uh, isn't he you know he was kind of you know midfield uh, through bad luck more than anything Um, and then he was you know consistently kind of top five and then he's been in you know on the podium for a few times and now he's uh, you know he's number two Um, and they are it's getting close it's safe to say they are both absolutely wringing the neck out of that car both of them oh they are yeah and uh, Russell Obviously, had the slight issue where he had a bit of a tussle with Perez, thought he was impeded, wanted him to give the place back, and Toto came over the radio and said, "Just you've got the pace, just keep driving." And I think it's quite you can forget that it's his first season, you know, uh, with Mercedes, and he he is going to still have that 
rookie kind of mentality within a new big team. He hasn't quite got that composure yet, has he? Um, yeah, and it's also you. You will so people. I mean, drivers all the time will talk to their will talk to their engineers over the radio and say, you know, Nicholas Latifi impeded in, in <laughs> him for what? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm picking on Latifi. It could be anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel Ricciardo <laughs> impeded me on this particular corner. Um, and you know he 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 should have had a blue flag, didn't get out of the way, mm. or he left the track and gained an advantage, and he needs to give me the position back. And yeah. they're not really talking to the engineers at that point; they're talking to race control because they know that race control oh, monitor yeah. all the radio <laughs> yeah. all, the, all the radio messages, and what they want is an investigation. Um, I think Russell's mistake was going on about it because he mentioned it two or three times. Yeah, and then Toto had to just come on and say. Just, just drive, yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's nice that a team principal will come on and just give that reassurance thing because he did. And he, and he wasn't, he wasn't, um, he didn't just come on the radio and say, "Look, George, shut up and get on with it." Yeah. He's like, "Look, you've got the pace. You can do this. We believe in you." Yeah, you and know. he did it. Yeah, and he came third. Um, the other radio message that was wasn't very well received was Stroll telling his team to shut up. Yeah, that was midway through. I th- I'm sure it was Stroll saying, uh, went on the radio and kind of told his pit team to to shut up. Yeah, and didn't there? There was yeah. I remember. I remember a couple of radio messages like that. Almost, cause it reminded me a bit of Kimi Raikkonen's kind of "Leave me alone, I know what I'm doing." Yeah, a few but years that's ago. The, I think from the one telling the team to shut up sounded very, very. I, I'd have, I'd have not been happy with him as one of my drivers. But then you've got the respectful way that Alonso told, they told Alonso to um, to speed up because he got Norris and Ricardo behind him, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm slowing down on purpose. I want them to destroy their tires." And that was brilliant. Like he was like, "Yeah, got it under control. I'm doing it on purpose," and it and it worked. Yeah, it's I mean it's not, it's not his first rodeo. I mean, no. I mean, I guess in in this season, then because of the. The regs and the amount of wake that's coming off the, the car in front, they're not going to destroy their tyres as much Absolutely. as they had done. But even but it, just a little bit. But he would still, yeah, and he still kept them at bay. I mean, he did that. He's done that a couple of times. I remember early on in the season where I think Hamilton was stuck behind him, couldn't get past him at all. And Hamilton is an overtaker. You know, if, if there's an opportunity to overtake, Hamilton would do it. Couldn't get past Alonso. And Alonso was something like two seconds per lap slower than the guys at the front. And he was just managing his tyres. And then maybe ten laps from the end, he just rocketed off and was like putting in fastest laps and fastest sector times, because yeah. he, he's just good at sticking his elbows out, making sure no one can get past it, managing his tyres, and then going off like a like a rocket afterwards. I'm loving this little battle between Norris and Alonso, and what's really lovely is that I've seen a few kind of pit videos and uh, pit lane videos, and and they're all smiles with each other and joking. Um, and I, I, I really like that. But I think where it went wrong is that Norris had an awful start off the line. And Honzo had a brilliant one. Mm. So it's just really and truly after that, Norris was trying to play catch up there. Al- the Alonso time. has been, for years, has been great off the line. You know, he, I remember when he, was, when he was in Ferrari and the Ferrari wasn't that good. He'd often make up three or four places. He'd be... He'd kind of, you know, he'd, you'd, you'd see him and he'd almost be like, hang, you'd think he was hanging back 
um, yeah. and thinking, hang on, what is he doing? But then he'd he'd just find grip around the outside of corners and he'd overtake on the outside and he'd take lines that nobody else would. Um, he's always been great off the off the line yeah. and making up positions. Well, it's it's made a difference because they've gone ahead of uh, McLaren. They have, although the constructors. he's he's not. So he's he's been having he's been having little kind of mini competitions. Um, I think with Norris on track, not so much on paper because yeah. Ocon is is closer, yeah, and that's yeah. just down to bad luck because Alonso yeah. has has had some had some bad luck and a lot of penalties. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah they are they are they're they're ahead now aren't they aren't yeah they? they are yeah by, by a few points yeah it's, but then it's if, you, if you look close. at if you look at the difference between and I'll be going about it but the difference <laughs> between Norris and Ricardo if Ricardo was just a couple of positions higher it, they'd be, still be ahead and um, wasn't you know he wasn't like a third of the points that Norris has. That's true I think we need to talk about Ferrari don't we yeah a few different things I mean Leclerc took full ownership. I, so that. I thought he'd had the same issue as before because, I, and I know I've, I've, I've made the point that Leclerc often makes unenforced errors and has yes. done throughout his career. And how right you are! Um, but even I thought that was too much for him. You thought it was a throttle. I thought it was the thro- I thought the throttle stuck again because um, it's the sort of thing that would happen yeah. if the throttle had stuck. Um, he was very hard on himself in the interview after it, saying that, "Oh, if I lose this by thirty-seven points, I'm going to know exactly where they've come from." Yeah, you know, pressure on the young lad is quite. I, yeah, I'm, I'm still okay. This is, this is kind of conspiracy theory stuff. Okay, but I'm wondering whether whether the throttle was dodgy and he's just taken one for the team. Oh, I know that's proper. Well, you're hearing it here first, stuff, isn't it? Um, but it so that the papers don't write bad things about Ferrari. Yeah, I wonder if he said, "Look, you know what? I'll take one for the team." Well, it's um, not going to hurt his contract because he's contracted up to about his 90th birthday with Ferrari. So it's not like they're going to bin him off. For yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm generally wondering whether... Yeah, because he did say about the throttle, didn't he? And then that suddenly went away. Yeah, and then it was never mentioned again. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, and, and just his his frustration didn't sound like frustration with himself, himself no. at the time. Um, and you will not want Red Bull to know there's a bigger issue than... What there is, yeah, for sure. So I, I'm, I'm wondering if he just well, it'd be interesting had, what a, had a chat to them and said, "Look, you know what? I'll um, I'll take one for the team on this. Um, just make sure you fix the throttle for next time." Yeah, um, and, interesting. Uh, so yeah, I don't we'll know. see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Well, one one week because then we've got the break, haven't we? Yeah, but I, I was gutted to see to see him crash out <sighs> again because they've just had. It's you know either through engine failures or or errors, um, mm. they've just it's not we're not seeing as close uh, a competition as we should be. Yeah, you know because Red Bull are just streaking ahead. Now. And then signs, let's talk about signs. He brilliant qualifying. He did what he needed to do for his teammate, even though yeah he qualified I'm, last. I'm, that was I'm, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, but he got into Q three and he helped his teammate out. And oh, so you like that now? No, no, I'm saying that he obviously <laughs> did a good job, even though I am. He eth- did. I find it ethically quite yeah, um, he did. troubling. He did put. He was. He was super quick. Yeah, yeah, um, he was doing really well. And then, well, I guess he had a new engine as well. But but he was he was fast. And then we had the unsafe release, which was just and really it unsafe. It wasn't like ever so slightly unsafe. It was it very was, unsafe. Um, that could have took that. Was, who was it? I think was it was a McLaren engineer in front of him um, that moved out the way slightly, but that could have, you know, crashed at fifty mile an hour in the pit lane. Yeah, between. it looked very, very. Yeah, and luckily yeah. the car coming in 
was coming in, not going out, because that would have flat spotted the tyres. Well, yeah, and but who was it? Albon or someone like that? I can't Somebody, remember. Yeah. Um, but they had to, they properly had to like to, to lock the wheels and jam yeah. on the brakes. And, and imagine and if you'd have just fitted anyway. a set of new tyres, and on yeah. your way out, you have to flat spot them to avoid a. You you wouldn't be happy. No. So then, so anyway, so he comes in and and uh, serves that. There's an, another safety car as well. But to tell him to box while he's in a duel with Perez. Yeah, see, I, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate for this. Okay, and I, had, I had a chat with a friend of mine about this as well, because he was, so he had, he pitted, they had the first safety car, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and uh, and he, because he was on the hard tyres to begin with, which you often are, if you're, if you're yeah. out of place and you're at the back of the grid and you've got like basically the fastest car on the grid. Um, it's often good to have the hard tyres or harder yeah. tyres than everyone else because you can drag them out a little bit longer and you know you're yeah. still quick enough to overtake. So he, And we've, we've, you've brought this point up before. Yeah. Um, so he was on the hard tyres. The pit uh, the pit stop window was kind of open but early, wasn't it, with, yeah. the, with the, the first safety car. So he comes in and pits and sticks on the medium tyres. On Get, Gets pretty much a free pit stop in yeah, a way. He, yeah, yeah, he does, but it's like lap 18 or something, yeah. isn't it? I think lap something like 18 or 19. So he comes in and, and he pits and changes to the medium tyres. And to give him his due, he's doing really, really well on those medium tyres. Um, and he's, you know, by this stage he's on the podium. But I, I still don't, I, I was sceptical that he would have made it to the end of the race yeah. in that position. With those tyres. With, with those tyres. Because he still had 10 or 12 laps or maybe even more to go. And he'd done a lot of, a lot of laps in them anyway. And okay, at the time he was, he was quick. But I think it was, it was a case of, do we, you know, think of it from Ferrari's point of view. We've already lost one car. Do we risk it, you know, risk, risk his tyres and potentially one could, could blow up, yeah. could, could delaminate. Um, or his tyres tire, his, his tire could get to the point where his lap times drop off a cliff yeah. and we have to bring him in. But by that point, it could be too late and he's only got maybe two laps to go at that point. Or do we bring him in? Give him, give him brand new tyres. He's at least got a chance to make up a couple of places, and he can get fastest lap. That's where I. So think, I think that extra point of fastest lap. Yeah. However, I agree with most of that. Okay. I just think they had such indecision about it. They should have brought him in earlier with a mm. few more laps to go. I think that they couldn't decide what to do, and by the time they did box in, he he was then. Nowhere. I think if they'd have brought him in. Oh, so you think if he'd earlier, brought him up like five laps, five or six laps before then? Yeah, he'd have had more ah. time. He probably could have caught up a lot more. Yeah, possibly. Because I felt like they didn't quite know what to do with him. He then had to track position. The Ferrari have been him. a little bit like that, haven't they? They have. Yeah, it's almost like oh, we'll just see how it goes. No. Like, sometimes you've got to make that decision and go, we're definitely going to do this. Whether it fails or not, make the decision. Because I think, actually, what cost him a podium is not making that decision earlier. I think if they'd have made it earlier, he'd have, he'd have probably... I mean, yeah, that's I mean look, he, he got to fifth. Yeah. He, was, he came out in ninth and he got to fifth. Right? I mean, fair enough, there was 28 seconds between him and Perez. But at the speed that he, at the speed of that car that weekend, how long would it have taken him to get that extra? I mean, he'd have had to have pitted a quite a. I mean, the only other option would have been 
just to say, you know what, we're probably going to have another safety car at some point. Let's not pit now. Let's get track position. We know we've got another potentially yeah. 15 laps on these tyres. Um, let's just take a gamble and not pit when everybody else does. Yeah. And I just, um, I think they Because you still had reasonable hard tyres at that yeah. point. Yeah. I think they, they had the worst of both worlds mm. with their decision. Like you say, either that or keep him out. Because he was, it got past Perez, let him blister if they'd have, on, and then bring him in. Yeah, if they'd have left him out, I think then, he'd have potentially been sixth or yeah. seventh because his tyres would have dropped off, and he'd have had to have pitted, um, and wouldn't have had enough time to to make up the position. I know it's twenty eight seconds, but I think he could have really took a massive chunk out of that. But then he would have had to have pitted. At two seconds a lap, he would have had to have pitted 14, 14 laps previously. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, and, and he'd, he'd have worn the tyres out by the time he'd have got Anyway, there. yeah. It was a bit of a, yeah, I mean, it's... I think because of that gap, Ferrari probably thought, well, we don't need to make a decision now because we're yeah. never going to, you know, it's it's really tough. I but, think they were right to pit him. It, it, like you say, it could, it, perhaps he could have should have pitted slightly earlier. Yeah. Um, because you never know, it might have forced Perez to react or do something to, you know, you, you have no idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they, those guys would because they, unfortunately, the timing of the safety car was mm. perfect for everyone on the medium tyres <laughs> and rubbish for everyone on the hards. So if Leclerc had binned it after the, imagine, okay, imagine, let's say Leclerc bins his car, but it's after the first round of pit stops. Um, so everyone else has pitted except science. And then he gets a free pit stop. It'd Brilliant. Have been, it'd be yeah. completely different. Yeah. And he'd have, he'd have pitted for the medium tyres, got a, you know, virtually a free pit stop and would have been able to go on till the end. Um, it was just bad. I think it was it was the, the, the bad timing of, the, of that safety car. Right. Should we look at standings before um, we have to talk about something very, very yeah, sad? Yeah. Well, okay, but just before we start, um, one other thing, standout moment for me was uh, Russell <gasps> yes. and Perez. Yes, what was that all about? Right, did you see... So I saw some of the interviews afterwards. No. Right, so it was... So this wasn't a proper safety car, it was a virtual, virtual safety one. car. Yeah, so they okay. just have to back off and keep... Yeah, they have to get... Is it, I'm not sure, I can't remember if it's like 40% of the speed or whether yeah. they have to slow down by 40%, but that's about half. Yeah, they call it like delta positive, so basically they have to be going significantly slower than they were. Yeah, and they, they, have, like, they have like beeps in their ear and there are certain marker points where you have to you can't get there too quickly otherwise you, yeah. you get a penalty um so you have to drive really really slowly but it keeps the pack in the same position so you know well, should do. Yeah. with a safety car they all kind of bunch together yeah with a virtual safety car you're not going to you know you're not going to kind of change the huge distances between the cars um but what happens sometimes is cars will like you know to warm up the tires they'll go a little bit quicker and then as they're getting close to the, to the mark they'll back off and russell knew that the safety car was just about to end uh, and he had a feeling because he saw kind of perez go off he had a feeling that perez was going too fast and would have to and would have to back off um before he gets to the to the delta you know yeah before he gets to the point where the you know the, the register, here's, yeah. the, here's the beep in his ear um, so what Russell did was Russell backed off early, knowing that towards the end of the he could the just sector, floor it. He could floor it, um, and then what happened was right at that moment because he timed it perfectly, the uh, or just before that the safety car kind of came in, 
Um, Perez was braking and Russell was already on full throttle, rocketed past him. It was brilliant. I thought that was an amazing move. And yeah. really canny to be thinking about that at the, at the time yeah. as well while you're trying to warm up your tyres and Because you know, even prepared. just that thing for Perez to get back up to speed, that's enough for Russell to have gone straight past him. It was brilliant. It was, it was an exceptional move. It looked like he was half asleep, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because he, he, he shot past Well, him. everyone said it caught him napping. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I hopefully we get to see that happen more more times because it's it's really, really good move. Yeah, it's it, very it, smart. It, was, it was really, really clever because it was, it was, it was half, half of a mistake by, uh, by Perez in that he, you know, because you, you, if you're going to do that kind of thing, that's, that's fine at the beginning of the virtual safety car. When it's ending, you don't really want to do no, that because you no. want to be sticking your, you know, foot flat to the floor as soon as it, you know, yeah. as soon as it goes. Um, but it was, I thought it was particularly clever because Russell could see what he was doing and capitalised on it. I thought, oh, no, I know what you're going to do. I've, I've never seen that before. Either. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah, fair play. Well, well done, George. Um, so standings. Well, do you want? Do you want to just go through who the results of the race? Oh yes. Oh, I'm, I'm in the wrong thing. Hang on two seconds. Uh, so results of races. Verstappen. We haven't said much about him, but he was I mean, untouchable. Just, uh, wasn't yeah, he? I mean, he was just having his own little race again. I think. Um, I think Leclerc probably would have. You know, it's 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 easy to say because obviously he. I think he Leclerc would have had the I think pace. he had the faster car. Yeah. But Verstappen, Hamilton, Russell, Perez, Sainz, Alonso in sixth, doing really well. Norris in seventh, which considering he qualified fifth, it's still best of the rest. You know, if Norris can consistently get seventh, he's doing all right. Ocon and then Ricardo in ninth, so he arguably had a better day. But you can see this battle between Alpine and McLaren yeah, sure. really, uh, really bedding in. Then Stroll and Vettel, who we have to actually say, they cl- I'm sure they collided on the last... It looked like they collided on the last bit coming in. Yeah, I wasn't sure. They got very, very close, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think they're having fun racing uh, together. Then Gasly, Albon, Bottas, Mick Schumacher and Joe Gran Yu. Um, <laughs> plus six laps, Joe Gran Yu, who didn't have... I mean, he spun... Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't have a, a great race. So that leaves for the standings. Do, 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 do. Uh, Max Verstappen out with 233. Charles Leclerc with 170. That's a big lead he, now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's far bigger than it should be. And yeah. Verstappen can just can afford to stay could, to stay at home for three races, can't he? Basically. <laughs> yeah. um, then Perez, then Sainz. It's brilliant that it's Red Bull, Ferrari, Red Bull, Ferrari. Kind of shows that's pretty much how the season has been, really, isn't it? You know, they they've been leapfrogging each other with uh, with results. So, um, but however, Carlos Sainz is on one four four. George Russell is on one four three. Yeah, it's getting close, Russell isn't it? is only a point behind Sainz. Sorry, there's a hedgehog out in the garden. Mate, what? turn around, turn around. Look, look, hang on. We'll... Can you see on the left hand side? <gasps> See, if we were videoing this, I could get the, I could turn the camera around. Not a hedgehog. I'm, I'm going to have to get some food out for that. Stick it yeah. out like a bowl of water. Um, so, yes, yeah, George Russell Sorry. with a car that arguably hasn't been fantastically competitive is one point behind Carlos Sainz. I mean, I know Sainz has had his problems. But I think that's really good. And then Lewis Hamilton with one, two, seven. And then Lando Norris at 70. So it's a massive drop-off between Lewis Hamilton with 127 and Lando Norris with 70. 
but the distance between Lando Norris and Esteban Ocon is Ocon's got 56. So there is a good like 14 points there, which is as long as Norris consistently keeps getting the points, I think. Yeah, and, and, and if Ocon reasonable. still keeps hitting people. Yeah, and getting five second penalties. Which he's done a few times. <laughs> but then it's uh, Bottas, Alonso, um, Magnussen, then Ricardo with 19 points, which just seems daft, really. Um, so, yeah. Um, what, so we, what about the constructors? Constructors, here we go. So, Red Bull on 396, Ferrari on 314. Yes. I think Red Bull's going to get it. I mean, they've been more consistent, let's just face it. They they have been more consistent at this point. Then Mercedes at 270. So, there's a world where Mercedes could be battling Ferrari for, for a constructor's place. Um, then Alpine at 93 and McLaren at 89. As you said, largely, if the second seat McLaren had been a little bit more competitive this season... I don't think they'd be anywhere near them. Yeah, because um, they haven't really had the... I mean, Alonso's had bad luck. Um, Daniel Ricciardo hasn't really had bad luck. It's been yeah. more bad driving. And then uh, a big drop-off to Alpha at 51. And then Haas at 34, which for Haas, that's a good season. 34 points for Haas in the season. That's Yeah, and they've both the Alphas and the Hasses have had bad luck as well, I think. Yeah. I mean, the Hasses were... It's it's better than last season. A few seasons ago, they were they were kind of more towards the front of the midfield. Yeah, and um, then you've got Alpha Tauri, Aston Martin and Williams. Now, we need to talk about Aston Martin, sadly, don't we? Yeah. Are you going to say it? So, yeah, so Vettel is... He announced his retirement. Um, yeah. And fair play to the guy. His reasons were he wanted to spend more time with his family. And... He, is that the same hedgehog or is that another hedgehog? Oh, no, no, it's not going to be two. I don't know, it could be a mummy and a daddy. No, I think it's the same one. Okay. his little bottom. Um, so his, his excuse, excuse um, his, his reason. reason for retiring was he wanted to spend more time with his family. And he's, so he's been, he's been married for years. Yeah. He is with the same young lady that he's been with something like since they were like at school together really? like when they were like 14 or 15 and oh, they were they really living cute. together for, for, for years and years he's got three kids um it's a it, big commitment it is and he always likes to keep them to keep them completely out of it as well so whereas you'll see other drivers wives and girlfriends and mm. stuff in the in the paddock he, he never has any of that he, he keeps them well clear there was a few years ago um i think it's just Possibly when he was still at Red Bull, possibly or maybe Ferrari, he was on holiday somewhere with his with his family, and the paparazzi got hold of them. So he just cancelled the holiday, took them back home, said, "But I'm not having this." Um, so he just keeps them completely out of the limelight, which is that's um, really quite nice. Yeah, to and, protect their own. And he's 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 a four time world champion, uh, one of the most successful drivers has ever yeah. been. Um, still, still a young man. Yeah. Um, still, you know, maybe not at the top of his game, but still, a, still a great driver. He could potentially come back in a few years if he wanted to. Like, you know, Raikkonen has done that. Michael Schumacher has done that. Fernando Alonso has done that. So it's not like, a you know, it's the end. I I think it might be for him because I think he genuinely wants to spend more time with his kids and his wife. But yeah, fair fair I mean, it can't be easy flying. I mean, it sounds exotic, doesn't it? Flying all over the world to do the thing that you love. However, it is a massive commitment, like, Almost every inch of your year is on some schedule somewhere and you don't get to say, oh, can we just push that race by a day or, you know, so it's, it must over that many years take its toll. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's definitely easier for, for guys who are single than it is for, yeah. for, for, for guys who are married with kids. He did say that 
it had been something he'd been thinking about for years, but he made the decision and told the team the next day. But he has been thinking about it for, for years. And to be honest with how Aston Martin, they haven't had the best season. Um, I don't think, it doesn't look like he's having much fun with Stroll, you know, considering how they're, you know, tussling for space on on uh, on track. So we wish him all the best. Yeah. Hopefully I mean, he comes I... back in some kind of pundit capacity because this is the thing. It's not just the on track with Vettel it's everything he represents off he's such an ambassador for the sport you know um, having female drivers in Aston Martins going around the track uh, when they went to Saudi Arabia you know wearing rainbow colours you know in, in certain countries and he, he's such a he's just such a nice guy yeah and I, and I so I I'd like him a lot more now he's not with Red Bull as well um, <laughs> and I, I I think I mentioned it before I think it I don't think Christian Horner is a great influence on drivers because he's, no. you know, I'm not a huge fan of a snapping. If he changes team, I might be. Danny Ricciardo was a little bit arrogant when he was at Red Bull, and now, he, you know, now he's not quite so not quite so bad. Uh, Vettel was again quite arrogant. Uh, I thought, yeah. and I don't, I don't really mind arrogance, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't think he was amazing at Red Bull at, at times, um, but then he left, yeah. and you know, as soon as he was at Ferrari, and and, and now Aston Martin. Completely different but character. This, this is the man who, after Silverstone last year, stayed to clear up the uh, clear up the grandstand. Yeah, with his with his professional photographer. Yes, admittedly, <laughs> but you know, no, it, I, hear, I, hear what you're yeah. I hear what you're saying. I, so I think it's like Raikkonen was a huge loss for his very articulate answers to uh, to, to to questions, and I yeah, and that was definitely going to be a loss. And to be honest. You look at people like Alonso, but Alonso is still is still in that top half of the uh, um, the results at the moment, and I don't think he's got the same family situation. I'm not sure. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, so he's and he'll say he's only won two championships, hasn't he? So, only the two. Well, yeah, I know this, but you know, yeah. I think if you're if you've won it four times, you've achieved so much, and you've got a beautiful family at home that are getting older. I mean, right? who's... So Alonso is... I mean, who's who Who do you think the best drivers are? I mean, you've got... So for, for me, I still think Lewis Hamilton is the most complete driver on the track yeah. because he's blisteringly quick over a single lap and over the course of a race. He's very, very consistent. He doesn't... You know, he doesn't make... He doesn't see the red mist like some drivers. He doesn't make unenforced errors. No, there um, is one fault of Lewis Hamilton. And you might slap me for this. He does seem to preempt something and make an excuse before it's even a thing. So we'll get on the radio. So it goes, "Oh, my tires, man," or something. I think, and I know some of that might be tactical, I but there's tactical. other times where he's he does seem to. I don't think "moan's" the right word. I'm looking for a different word. He seems to. Um, he, I, th- I think he's very passionate. And I think, you, I you get think, what I mean. Yeah, like I, this, think, I think a lot of the time it is tactical. And it's for the benefit of other teams and other drivers. Because he said it so many times in the past, oh man, my tyres are going and off, then you, need, it's to, not you need to bring me in. And they don't bring him in. And then he'll get like the fastest lap. Yeah, this is what I mean. So, but I think he's trolling. Really? Okay, so I've always taken that as he's thinking it's a problem. Actually, this is something I do. I, I anticipate what's going to be a problem before it's a problem and start panicking about it. And so I, I took that as he's 
panicking about a problem that before it's a problem. No, I think he's cool as a cucumber and knows his tyres are fine. And he's hoping that the other t- the other teams will preempt it in pit. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. But I think, I think Hamilton's the most complete driver. Um, oh, I don't doubt he's yeah, arguably still the best driver. Yeah, Verstappen, uh, very, very good. Um, but yeah. sees the red miss sometimes. George Russell, I think... It's a huge potential. I, I think he George Russell might be second to Lewis Hamilton. I think they've got really? the most, best driver pairing. Yeah. But then... I think Alonso, um, and you know you've got great drivers like like Lando Norris is very very good. Um, Perez is Perez is good, but he's not quite. He's not quite. Yeah, I know, but like when he gets his elbows out, I, I say Perez and Science are put in the same position. Yeah, Leclerc I think very very fast, but makes too many unenforced errors. Yeah, but if you think of someone like Alonso, again as consistent as Hamil- as Hamilton, I think if you stick him in any car. You know, I, I th- in fact, I think I would say that Alonso and Hamilton are the two best drivers. Okay. In the, um, I think Hamilton has had he's been cannier with his, you know, with his decisions to 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 drive for certain teams. See, I would put George Russell and Lando Norris on the same level. Right. As in, I think they've got huge potential, and I think they're both a world champion in th- the making. Yeah. If they're in the right car, I think Russell has had R- more Russell edges here. it. For me, because and and he's had more opportunities than Norris has, but like you know, last year when he went, or the year before, whenever it was, when he uh, he took over from Hamilton in the in the Mercedes for that one mm. race and nearly won, having never driven in it before, and, and was squashed up in it because he's like six foot tall, and you know the the, the seat wasn't particularly comfortable for him. He was squashed up in mm. it, wasn't in a comfortable position, still managed to. You know, to almost win the race, having never driven in a fast car before, and we've never seen Norris in that position. So, yeah. stick him in the Mercedes or the, the Red Bull mm-hmm. or Ferrari; he might be great, but he's just a little bit of an unknown quantity. Whereas yeah. Russell, I think we know that he's he's quick. Yeah. So, where are we next? Um, Hungary. Nice. Yeah, we're, I've, I've been to Hungary. Um, it's one of the races I've been to. Yeah, it's great fun. Nice. In fact, it's a really it's a really good race to go to um, because you can. You know, you stay in Budapest, um, and it's not that far away from the track. Uh, you can get cabs in quite cheaply, uh, yes. and the cabs. So all the all the there's like a different lane for cabs. So if you're oh, like just brilliant. driving in on your own, you have to kind of queue up, but they let the cabs go straight in, and um, so you can get there really quickly. Budapest itself is is, is lovely. Uh, we stayed in the kind of more like the political side, um, mm. which was like really really quiet. So yeah. it's like really quiet and peaceful at night, but you can just walk for five or ten minutes and 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 see all the action. Oh, nice! Um, so yeah, really, 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 really good fun, and, and quite a, quite a good fun track. I mean, track position is everything, so it's not a particularly good overtaking track. So quali will be important. Yeah, um, and we will endeavour to record the next one because it is the video. one. Bef- uh, yeah, as in video, record it. We um, record all of them. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> Um, yeah, because it's the one before the four-week break, so yeah. we should try and mark that. So we need to get your camera set up, and, and yes. hopefully we don't look like imbeciles. Yeah, and we might have to have an alcoholic beverage for that one, as it's a bit of a mid-season celebration. Yeah, so you can go onto YouTube and not just get smashed. Yeah, we'll, we'll open a bottle of wine or something. So yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs>